As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Anger. Somebody say anger. anger. Look at your neighbor. Say neighbor. Anger. Are you angry? Are you, angry? Are you mad? Are you, Are you upset? Yeah. Anger. Does anybody know somebody that has an anger management problem? Oh Lord, don't say it out too. Don't, don't please. Lord Jesus, Jesus, please, Lord Jesus. We know some folk with some anger issues. And so today. Uh, we're going to be talking about not only the seven deadly sins, but we're going to talk a little bit about anger. Ooh, Jesus, anger. Oh, Lord, anger. Um, anger, anger, anger. Anger is a deep one. Anger is probably the one that we know the most. Because everybody, everyone, Every single person, everybody, even Jesus struggled with anger, did he not? Somebody knows the word of God says he goes into a temple and it was anger. Okay, now we'll learn a little bit about where he directed that anger and what he was representing with that anger. We'll learn a little bit more about that today. But everybody amongst all of the seven deadly sins Everybody in here ought to be able to identify with being angry. Okay? And, and what's funny is just how, what makes us angry. Okay? Because what we'll learn today is, how, is that, un, is that there, is, there is healthy anger. There is biblical anger. And we're going to learn that through the word of God. There's biblical anger. There's times when God says it's okay to be angry because anger is a net. Remember, we talked about the seven deadly sins. The one thing about the seven deadly sins is that they don't point at things that you do and say that what you're doing is wrong. What they say is, is that it is natural to lust or to look or to want or to desire. It's, but it's only natural to lust after what you're supposed to be lusting after. It's natural to be hungry, but it's unnatural to be so hungry that you're eating so much that you're making yourself unhealthy. You hear what I'm saying? It's natural to want or to desire leadership or position, to desire, you know, to, 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 to do things on a grand scale. That's natural, but it is not natural. To desire that in such a way that you will sin to get that position of power. 
Okay, it's natural to want to have enough money to pay your bills. It's unnatural to want it so bad that you will never satisfy the hunger and thirst for money. You hear what I'm saying? Okay, and so these sins, what they really do is that they pervert what is natural. The things that come to us that are natural. And anger, anger is a natural response to threats. To threats. If there's something that is threatening you, okay, biologically and physiologically, all right, there's some things that will happen to you chemically that will cause you to tense up and want to eradicate to mitigate, to eliminate that thing that is threatening you. Does that make sense? So nobody, I'm not here today to suggest that anger is a sin that you must get rid of because in essence, what anger really is, it is a gauge that lets you know whether or not you are in a position where action is required. Right? Okay, some of y'all know that dogs are cool. Man's best friend until you put one in a corner. All right? The, the, uh, the little ducks and all that kind of stuff, quack, quack, they're great until you get around them eggs and the little ducklings. The little chickens, cool. Until you start, and then all of a sudden, what do they do? They go, whoa, 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 whoa. That instinct rises up. You with me? And then my mother-in-law tells a story often about how uh, uh, when Faith was born, 13 years ago, Faith was born. We, we were leaving the hospital, uh, leaving the wand at the hospital. We were headed home, and we pulled up on an, on, on an uh, you know, off-ramp or whatever. And while we were sitting at the light in the van waiting to turn to go to the house, somebody... I don't know what they did, but somebody, I don't know what they had, but they got out of their car or whatever, they aimed at the van, and they, it was like a paint bomb or something, and boom, hit the van. And I just want y'all to understand something. My daughter wasn't a week old, but that instinct was already there, because all I could imagine was, what if my daughter was in this car? My little precious baby, what if she were in this car? And I mean that rose up in me and it took over. All right. And my mother-in-law was screaming in the passenger seat. Stop, stop, stop. Don't go. I said, well, I'm calling the cops and I'm following them. Because I want them to know what I mean. It took over. You hear me? Anger took over. Because of the perceived threat that also was in the same room with my vulnerability. Ooh. Vulnerability. Vulnerability. Fears. 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 The things that you don't want people to know. Now we know why people are angry. People are angry because anger allows them to cover up their vulnerability. You hear me? Oh, Jesus. I ain't even got into it yet, and I'm already preaching. And I'm not here to preach, I'm here to teach. 
I ain't supposed to be going there. Oh, Jesus. So, in essence, anger can be a good thing. And the Bible lets us know through various scriptures, and there's tons of them. We're just going to hit a couple of them today. There are various scriptures that help us to understand and to see that even Jesus, even the Lord, even God, there were times when he moved based on his anger, his wrath. Amen. Amen. All right. And here's something I want us to want us to, to, to get. All right. When we're talking about anger here, here I, let's see. I wanted somebody to look up, look up. Uh, well, here, here's something I want y'all to get this. There was a, a, some research done uh, on pastoral counseling. And the research showed that over 50% of the people who came in for pastoral counseling, the root of their problem, over 50%, over half the people that came, the root of their problem was, guess what? The root of their problem was anger. And the reason, the reason why the anger had been allowed to fester for so long was because these angry people had what, somebody say justification. In other words, they had, all, they had all these reasons to justify why they were angry. It was all good. The reason why they had gotten to be grown and still had anger issues was because it was justified. I got a reason to be angry. I ain't just angry because I want to be angry. I got a reason to be angry, right? And so it had gotten so bad because here's, oh, Jesus, I can't go there. I need to slow down. There's so much to this. Oh, my God. There's so much to this. The, look, look, the reason, oh, my God, the reason why we, we, we deal with this, this justification stuff so tough is just, is because, you know, it's because as long as we can justify our anger, all right? As long as we can justify it, then we can convince ourselves and other people. That's why we got to be careful how we deal with our young folk and their anger. Because here's what happens. Oh, I don't want to go here. But here's what happens. Anger is what, oh, gee, I can't. Anger, anger is called a secondary, secondary, you hear me? It's a secondary emotion. Anger doesn't show up until there's pain. Okay? Anger doesn't show up until there's pain. And, 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 and so the question is, is what's the point of your pain? What hurts you? Okay? What hurts you? And, and, and anger is also a social. It's a social emotion. Anger is a social emotion. Anger means nothing unless I can convince somebody else to, 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 that, that, that we can agree that my, my, what I did was justified. Can we agree? Can we agree? Can we agree that I had a reason to do what I did? Can I get somebody to go along with me on this one? It's social. Anger is social. Did y'all know that? Yes. Anger is social? Yes. Somebody called it mob mentality. Anger is social. Okay. Black people, black people, these black folk up in here, y'all wouldn't have a story to tell if anger wasn't social. Because white folk did not have a reason to be angry at you. There was no justification for what they were doing. 
But because it, anger is social, they were able to get other people to agree with them. Y'all don't hear me. And as long as you can get enough people to agree, anger is justified. Now, here's the problem. Once you come to your senses, sometimes anger will lead you to do things that are irreparable. Oops. Because when anger causes you to kill somebody, unless you Jesus Christ, you can't bring them back. And I don't care who on your team agreed with you on that. When you get in front of the judge and the jury of your peers, the problem is, is that they may not agree with you. And you may have to serve time. Oh, anger is deep, y'all. Anger is deep. And so we've got some folk who are walking around and they have too many people who are agreeing with them. And allowing them to continue to be angry and to operate out of anger. And what the problem with that whole piece is, is that anger is the secondary issue. The first issue is, truly, you scared. You scared. You fearful, you vulnerable, and you just don't want nobody to know it. Oh, Jesus. Oh, I mean, we're, what we're, we're talking about now, okay, all right, y'all, I wanted to stay in the Bible about and, and help y'all with, with what the Bible says about good, good anger. Somebody turn to uh, Mark chapter 3, verse 5. Okay, and it, you know, Mark chapter 3, verse 5. Because the Bible tells us it's all right. The Bible approves. Oh, Jesus, it approves of anger. But your anger has to be directed in the right way. Somebody read that. Mark Mark 3, verse 5. And when he had looked around at them with anger, being grieved by the hardness of their hearts, he said to the man, stretch out your hand. And he stretched it out, and his hand was restored as whole as the other. Jesus was angry. You hear me? So he looked around in anger. Somebody else turned to... Uh, uh, to um, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 26. I'm just showing y'all that anger is in the scriptures. G- Ephesians 4. Ephesians 4, 26. Somebody read that out loud. Oh, I hate to just go here like this. God, I hate to go here like this. But we got some folks with some anger management issues. Jesus. Mm. Anybody ever heard that before? All right, read that again out loud. Read it again. Oh, Jesus, read it again. Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath. So in other words, there is an anger that is not equal to sin. It said, you can be angry, but you, don't, you can be angry and still not sin. So that must be, that means there's two definitions of anger. Yes, there are. There are two. Are y'all ready? All right. Y'all ready? Here we go. I'm going to break this one down for y'all. Anger. There's two definitions for anger. All right. The very first definition for anger means, watch this, passion and energy. Passion and energy. That's the first definition. Because it's the first Greek word. But, But then there's another one. Oh, Jesus. There's another definition of anger. Ooh. The second definition of anger is agitated 
boiling. Boiling, like a hot water boiling. Agitated and boiling. So in other words, the scripture is saying, look, you can be angry to the point where you have passion and energy. Or you can be angry to the point where you're agitated and you're boiling. Okay? Y'all know which one is the right one, right? Okay? So now, okay, so now I got, so now, uh, Pastor G, you done told me that I need the kind of anger that's passion and energy. What am I supposed to do with that passion and energy? If I'm angry, what am I supposed to do with it? All right? Here's the deal. We have to look to Scripture again. We go to the temple. All right? We go to the temple and we say, Jesus, okay, you walked into the temple and you got angry. And what did he do? He walked into the temple. He sees them using, using the, the opportunity for sacrifices and says, y'all taking the opportunity to sacrifice and y'all taking advantage of people. He got mad. Turns the tables over. Get your stuff out of here. All right. Here's the difference. His anger was not aimed at the people. His anger was aimed at the problem. You hear me? Number one. The second thing that you'll recognize in this particular example is that Jesus was not defending himself. He was defending the people. He said, you're taking advantage of the people. You're not taking advantage of me. You're taking advantage of the people. So his anger was not about himself. His anger was directed at the problem between the people. You hear me? That's a good example right there. Just First of all, am I mad at you or am I mad at the problem that you you hear me? That you got me involved in. Okay. Oh, geez, there's so much to this. Oh, there's so much to this. Okay, there's so much to this. Because here's the deal. Anger turns to sin when it is three things. Selfishly motivated. Y'all writing this stuff down? I hope. Write this down too. Selfishly motivated. Book of James chapter 1 verse 20. James chapter 1 verse 20. Oh Jesus. Get this. Anger turns to sin when it is selfishly motivated. Woo. James 1 20. It also turns to sin when, when the goal of it is distorted. 1 Corinthians chapter 10. Verse 31, anger also turns to sin when your anger is allowed to linger. Oh, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 26 through 27. I think we're going to read that here in a minute. Attack the problem, do not attack The person. Somebody go ahead and turn to Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 15 through 19, I believe. 15 through 19. Ephesians chapter 4, 15 through 19. Some of y'all mad at me. 
He got nerve, huh? You got it? Whoever's got it, read it out loud. Here's the, pro here's the problem. Here's the problem. Life and death is in the power of the tongue. Here's the problem. I already said, I just said a mouthful. Here's the problem. Here's the problem. Fallen man has a problem with the, with the fallen tongue. Because when, when someone hurts us, the first thing we want to do, remember pain, I got pain. The first thing I just, I was, you hurt me. And I, don't, I got 10 minutes to get y'all straight on, online. I see them, I see them, they, there's 10 minutes and I got to get them straight. So let's go there, okay? Somebody hurts you at your point of pain. Your first and easiest weapon is what? Your tongue. Your tongue. Okay? Yeah, I'm going to lash out. And I'm going to say something that's going to get back at them. It's going to hurt them. And I need to hurt them worse than they hurt me. Y'all don't hear me? Okay? So, and so that's why Ephesians 4 is so important because it tells you to watch your mouth because it is what you say that can hurt people. And, and once you get a reputation for your mouth running and you hurting people, then all of a sudden you can't get off of that thing because you're afraid of what other people think when you actually do the right thing. So what, and that's what I'm saying is, is using your tongue to mess up people and to, and to carve them up with your tongue is the wrong thing to do such that you develop the characteristic of an angry person just angry always looking for something to carve somebody up with, with your mouth y'all hear what I'm saying watch your mouth watch your mouth watch what you say okay because in essence the more stuff you spew out of your mouth the more you become what you say and here's what happens. Oh, hey, go here. Here's what happens. All of a sudden, once you, the more stuff you put out there like that, that stuff becomes who you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And people can't see you because all they see is what you have become. You become angry. Okay? Nothing there's nothing normal around you because everything around you becomes an opportunity to lash out at other people. And when something happens to you, you refuse to be pacified. There are people that hold grudges. Y'all don't hear me. And this is just because of your mouth. Just because of your mouth. And here's the worst thing. Because anger is secondary, you never address the pain. And so because, oh, 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 listen, because you never address the pain that caused you to want to divert the attention to your anger, because you never address the pain, the pain stays inside. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. You mean to tell me that because I was angry, it's making me sick? Thank you. Amen. Amen. Anger will make you sick. It will kill you from the inside out because as a secondary emotion, it never, ever addresses the pain. You never address the issue. And it puts you. Oh, I can't go. Let me keep moving. I, I don't want to go there. And so it puts you in this cycle. 
where you don't want nobody to know where you're vulnerable. Oh, oh, I'm just trying to help those folk who are listening to me because y'all got me. Y'all got me. Y'all can, y'all can ask me questions. Them folk just getting ready to get cut off. They getting ready to get cut off. So I got to help y'all. I got to help them. They getting ready to get cut off. All right. Check it. You in this vicious cycle because you are somebody has 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 beat up on your self-esteem. And so you're vulnerable to a certain level. Don't nobody know it. They don't know it. But you're vulnerable. You're scared. You're fearful to do certain things and to go certain places and to say certain certain things and to stand up and to take leadership and to take charge and, and to do this. You're scared to do it because somebody said something to you. When you were a child, somebody said, you ain't going to be nothing. Somebody said, look at the stock that you came. Ain't nothing good coming out of your family. Ain't no, ain't no educated folk. Ain't nobody got no money. Ain't nobody moving, out, out, you know, moving on up in your family. That ain't happening with you. Why you think you, you who gives you the right to go and, 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 and live on that side of town? Who gives you the right to drive what you do? Who gives you the right to have an opinion? Who gives you a right? Nobody gave you that. Look where you came from. You from Gallatin, Tennessee. Who's from Gallatin, Tennessee? Y'all don't hear me? You from Mississippi. Well, what good comes out of Mississippi? So they're chipping away at your self-esteem. And so really what you are is you, you walking with a chip on your shoulder because you, you, you don't want nobody to, 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 to really bring up. Right? And so, and so here, is the, here comes the intoxicating effect of anger. Because what anger will do is anger will give you a sense. Oh, I'm in control. I got this. Let me turn my face up and let me find some choice words to say. Some foul stuff I can throw out. Some some explicatives. Let me get some good explicatives to keep around me. Right. And if I can say the, the, if I can drop the F-bomb enough times and I can call you a, a MF this and a, a MF that, if I can do enough of that, then what I, can, what I can actually do is I can give you a sense that I'm in control of what I'm scared of. I can give you a sense that I'm in control. All right? Give you a sense that I'm in control. And in essence, what I'm doing is I'm building myself up. But the problem is it's temporary. Because the truth is, I'm scared. And so, oh, Jesus, again, I don't want to go here. But then it's this, it, it, if you do it long enough and the intoxication and the high of anger takes a hold of you, it becomes subconscious. You don't even know that you're doing it. You don't even recognize what anger is doing to you. Anger is diverting the attention away from what you need to be. A- anger, anybody ever gone into surgery or go to the hospital and they tell you don't take no medication before you come because we got to do some stuff to you and we need you to know what we're doing before we do what we do. So, so, you know, you can't go and take some medication to numb nothing and then go and then have them try to numb what you done numb, because you don't know how numb you really are. Y'all hear me? Anger will numb you so that when, when some real stuff come, you won't recognize it. You won't know. You won't understand. What? Oh, Jesus. Uh, 
I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Anger will mess you up if you don't. Because here, we all get angry. The question is, is do you have the ability to control your anger? And it's not about getting other people to agree with you. You can get some folks to agree with you. Oh, girl, yeah, you need, yeah, yeah, you right, you was right to do that, you was right to cuss her out, Uh uh-huh, yeah, she deserved that. Okay, but you didn't deal with the problem. The because here's the deal, here's the deal. The way, the the psychology of anger is that you've got vulnerability, all right, and then you've got threats, and they work hand in hand, okay? Now, if a big dog with big teeth were in front of me right now, barking big time, Okay? I'm vulnerable. You hear me? I'm vulnerable. Okay? But now, if I have on protective armor, I'm no longer vulnerable. So big dog can do whatever big dog wants to do. Because I got on armor. Big dog can't mess with me. Watch this. But when I, if I was to take it all off, it don't matter if it's a big dog with big teeth or a little dog with little teeth. The more vulnerable I am, the threat could be a chihuahua. But because I'm vulnerable, it doesn't matter the size of the threat. The issue is I'm vulnerable. I'm exposed. Y'all, okay, I just, okay. Y'all getting it? So so, so, So what messes most of us up is that because we are are vulnerable, because we ain't dealt with our sins and our sinful ways and we have not dealt with all the little things that we do to people that that they don't even know that we're doing to them, the manipulation that we're doing because of all of that kind of stuff, because we don't deal with that and we don't eradicate those things, we are afraid that somebody's going to expose us, that's when you see people get angry over little stuff. You angry about that? Oh my God. You angry because so-and-so didn't, you know, wave at you or didn't shake your hand or such-and-such didn't call your name or so-and-so. That's a little thing, but I'm vulnerable. I'm exposed. So it doesn't matter the size of the threat. It don't matter how little it is. They didn't pat me on the back. I'm angry. Y'all don't hear me. I didn't get the promotion. I'm angry. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't. Okay, but if you're dealing with a problem, you can use it as a gauge. You say, okay, all right, where is God in this? That's that's step number two. I'll get you step number one. Step number one is admit that that if you have an anger issue, that your anger issue is a sin. Because again, remember, anger is not is anger should be aimed at making things better. It should be aimed at dealing with an injustice. It should be aimed at something that moves us to another level. It should not destroy people. It should not destroy things. It should not tear people down. It should, you hear what I'm saying? Anger, because remember, it, it, remember that if you act on your anger based on your own egotistical justification. Okay, okay, ego, ego, y'all like, what's that? What do you mean, Pastor? That's too much. Here we go. Y'all ready? In order for some of us to exist in our world where we're angry, we use ego as a tool to help us survive. What do we do? Oh, here's the cycle. 
The ego cycle is, I need to manipulate the way you think about me to make me feel good about who I am. And at the point where you disagree with me, the way, being the way I am, I'm going to get angry to defend the way I think you think I am. Y'all don't hear that. Ego is, ego is, I need to manipulate the way you think about me so that I can feel good about myself. And at the point where you disagree with the way I think I am based on what you thought I was, I'll get angry to defend myself from the way you think I am based on the way I thought you thought I was. Y'all hear me? Um, What is the problem? What's the problem? What's the problem? The problem with that is the reason, and there's some people, they, this is their life. Their life is based on ego. What me manipulating what you think about me and defending it with anger. Oh my God. That's some people's life. That's their entire life. They live like that every single day. And here's the problem. You're out of control. You lose total control. Because at that point, uh, your existence is based on what somebody else thinks about you and not what God said about you. And so you got to wait. You bitter. You angry. You're agitated. Okay? Little stuff just getting at you. You got ulcers. You, 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 look, just sick and getting sicker eating you up from the inside out. And, it's, and, and so here's the problem. You have put yourself in a mental state where you can't even fix it. Why? Because you waiting on somebody else to fix it for you. And here's the problem. They too busy, they too self-absorbed in their own stuff to worry about you. That's the problem. I'm, I'm waiting on so-and-so to come validate me so I can move to the next level and they over there trying to validate themselves. They're like, I ain't got time for you. Uh, yeah, I ain't got time. Oh, Jesus. I didn't mean to go here. I didn't mean to go there. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Step one. Admit that you got an anger problem. Okay? Step number two. Step one, admit you got an anger problem. Y'all, I'm trying to help somebody. I hope I'm still on live. I hope I'm still on live. I hope y'all can still hear me. Oh, Lord, I hope y'all can still hear me. See God. I said this number two. See God in every situation. Here's the deal. When stuff happens to you and, and things happen and people make you angry and people make you mad and people make you upset and whatnot, you got to understand. You have to accept what God allows because God is sovereign. God understands what just happened. He might... That may have happened in order to, 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 to work some things into you that you're going to need for what's next. But it also might happen to you to work something out of you that you're going to need gone for what's next. And so you, so you got to recognize that God is at work in this. I don't like it. I don't like the way it feels. Yes, it makes me angry, but God might be doing something right through here. So allow God to be God. And, and, and not only do you want to allow God to be God, you need to also understand that that. This battle is not yours. When somebody makes you angry, it's not, your, it's not for you to fix it with your tongue. 
with manipulation, with your vengeance. It's not your battle to fight. It's God's. God is the one who actually is going to handle that. And if you let God handle it, and I got some witnesses. My mom ain't here right now, but if she was, she'd be standing up. I got some witnesses who can tell you when you let God have it, he will make your enemies your show enough footstool. He'll turn that thing around. Yes, he will. Oh, my God. All right. Step, step. I gave you, I done messed you up. Step one, recognize your anger issues as a sin. Step two, see God in every situation. Step three, let God handle it. He's the only one that's just and righteous. Step four, do good to those who do evil. Just, just do, just, just when they, when they, when they act crazy, just do good. Y'all don't, y'all, y'all got to get this. You, you just got to do good. You, you, the Bible says, y'all, if y'all want to write this down, Romans 12, 21, Romans 12, 21, return good for evil. Oh, God, I hate this. Oh, I hate to do this to some folk. But it's just it just is what it is. It just is what it is. Oh, Jesus, it just is what it is. And I just want to help somebody because there's too many angry people walking around and they don't understand why they're even angry. They don't even get it. You're angry because you're scared. It's a, it's a defense mechanism. All right. Okay. I'm almost done. I'm almost done. But I got to hit this one little one little thing. Okay. Y'all ready? Okay. Here's the deal. Anger can also be a substitute emotion. By this, what I mean is that sometimes people make themselves angry just so that they don't have to face the pain. People change their feelings of pain into anger because it feels better to be angry than it does to be in pain. Because here's the deal. People who are in pain think about their pain. People who are angry think about the person who caused their pain. And as long as I'm thinking about the object of my pain, I can ignore what's really hurting me. But here's the problem. What really hurting you ain't going to go away. You have to face the music. You have to deal with the pain. You have to deal with what's scaring you. You have to deal with what's got you fearful. You have to, you have to deal with the fact that you fell down and you ain't got up yet. And it's been 40 years later and you still on the ground. It's time to face the music. It's time to get up. It's time to turn over. It's time to look. I say, I say if they knock you down, I say, what I say, turn over, look up to the hills with come with your help. You hear what I'm saying? Even when you knock down, you still ought to be able to turn over and look up because God can reach you no matter how far down you have fallen. And some of us cannot get bitter, cannot be angry, cannot be upset, cannot hold grudges, cannot be uh, bit, trying to, you, you want to get better. And the only way to get better is to deal with the things that bring you pain. I cannot fix a broken arm with a band-aid. It has to be reset. And somebody knows that if you break a bone and you let it set wrong, if you want to fix it, what do you got to do? You got to break it again. Oh, I hate that for somebody in here who needs to be broken. And God will break you and reset you. Y'all hear me? Oh, my God. He will break you and reset you. Oh, man, I hope that's been a blessing for somebody. Anger is anger is a deadly sin that leads to all kind of other stuff, which can be irreparable. If your actions from your anger 
are not under control or managed. You hear me? Y'all know some folk. I saw this little boy and I'm done. We were out, uh, the kids, my son was doing soccer and the last game they had, they decided to have a cookout afterwards. And so we over at the cookout and the kids is walking, running through the water and all that kind of stuff. They making hot dogs. And because there was so much water around, there were some kids that were splashing each other with water. And I, I just noticed uh, this one kid, uh, he had told another kid, don't splash me with no water, don't splash me with no water. Well, the kid, he did kid, so he's splashing with water anyway. And then he ran off. And the boy, I mean, he's a little thick little guy. You know, a little thick. He's a little guy, but he's thick, you know. And he gets mad, and he starts stomping over to this guy. He ain't running after him, but you can tell he's angry. And I mean, this little guy, he can't be no more than 10, 11 years old. And I'm looking at this kid, and I'm seeing this rage in this little 11-year-old boy, 10-year-old boy. I'm seeing the rage. And I'm thinking to myself, we must get that under control. It's okay to be mad like that and want to hit somebody on the football field, but you can't do that when you get married. You hear me? You can't do that in the street because you're not going to get a jury of your peers to agree with you that what you did with your anger was right. And you're going to end up in jail. Or you're going to end up dead. You're going to end up divorced if you ever get married. It has to be managed. It has to be managed. We all get angry. He just splashed me. I'd have probably been angry too. But I, I got to know what to do with that anger. You hear me? My anger, I might turn that into a rule that says next year we ain't coming to the park with water. That's what I'm saying. You know, you got to do the right thing. Jesus says, you, he, he says, attack the problem. Don't attack the people. Watch your mouth. Watch your tongue. I'm done. I'm done. Is anybody in here who was blessed by that? I hope so. God, I hope so. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.